millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine a year where the heroic hero, the damsel in distress, and the European scientist... Go and fight the worst kind of bad alien creatures imaginable, middle-aged white men. Oh my god, what year is that, Zach? The year is 1936. Oh my god. Hello and welcome to Oldie But... Move out of the way. Hello and welcome to Oldie But A Goodie. It's so fucking loud. Uh, I'm so sorry. I my, my name is Sandro. I'm falling through time to review movies. The year is 1936. I'm here in, um, in Berlin. I just was like, you know, the big thing's coming up in like three years and I wanted to check out this place because I haven't been here yet. I wanted to check this place out before, you know, everything kind of goes to shit but oh my god berlin is so fucking busy move out of the way oh my goodness i you you are so slow can you like walk faster please oh my god it's 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 funny you should say that i could certainly walk a lot faster i came to berlin because i wanted to check this place out before world war ii because i haven't been here yet and there's so many people that i'm just losing my mind i don't just forget that i said that (laughs) what forget that i said that that is very concerning information. I didn't say anything. But you shouldn't speak to me so uh, aggressively, as you see. And he holds up three gold medals. Oh my god, three gold medals are, are being held up in front of me. Yeah, because I'm Jesse Owens, who won... Oh, sorry, not three. Four gold medals at the 1960 uh, 1936 Olympic Games. Oh, you're an Olympic medalist. Oh, that's very I'm sorry for calling you a slow walker. You've earned yeah. that slow walk, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ironically, I'm literally one of the fastest men to ever exist. So it's funny that you should call me a slow walker. What are you doing here in Berlin? It's literally the 1936 Summer Olympic Games in Berlin. Oh, they're being held in... Oh, right, they're being held in Berlin. Gotcha. Oh, so that, that means that you're at the peak of your... I'm so, I'm so sorry for calling you a slow walker because you must have been running so much recently. Yeah, no, I've literally... I did the 100 metres, the long jump, the 200 metres, and the... A four by a hundred meter relay. Wow, that's amazing. I'm literally the most successful athlete at the games. Oh, that's great. Anyway, I've I've really got to go uh, chat with my family after winning all these four gold medals. You know. Yeah, you shouldn't be chat- be chatting to random people. Some of my some of my nine brethren, nine family members. This well, is- not no nine, just brothers and sisters. That is a useless bit of information that I did not need, Jesse Owens. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was an interesting fact that I thought you should know that I have a lot of brothers and sisters. Good lord. Okay. Anyway. Oh, 
my goodness. Whoa, whoa, it is a very crowded area around here, Sandra. It is. Yeah, sorry, I was just checking at Berlin. I wanted to come here before the war. Oh, yeah, that made sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you have to come at the Olympic Games time? This is this is going to be terrible for recording. I just read... Well, I just randomly appear at, like, a, at like a random week oh, during yeah. the year. It just happens to be the Olympic Games. Anyway, I... I yeah, I, let's uh, break into this random house. Yeah, I'm for sure. I'm sure there'll be no consequences for that. I'll just quickly bust through this window. Yeah, smash that window. <laughs> oh, weird. It sounded like plates. Let me... Yeah, uh, I was going to say, that sounded exactly like when we smashed plates earlier. Yeah, that's so odd. All right, cool. All right, cool. Yeah, no, here we go. This is a nice spot. Oh, I mean, oh I got some beer. I'm going to have some of that. Those fam- the famous German beers. Mmm. Oh, that looks nice. Yeah, I just stolen it from this poor family. <laughs> yeah, I wonder whose whose family this is. Ah, I'm sure it's not important. I'm sure it's not important. There's a painting over there. They're de- they're definitely a painter. Mm-hmm. I wonder who. I wonder whose house this is. Uh, let me have a look over there. There's a. No, I'm not doing this bit. I'm not doing <laughs> yeah, the bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're a painter. Go on. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm not continuing the bit. <laughs> I'm not continuing the bit. This bit's done. <laughs> All right. We're reviewing Flash Gordon. And the reason why I've got that guy on the mind is because characters just casually did Nazi salutes during this whole movie. But anyway, Flash Gordon, Zach, you chose it. And uh, let me just uh, start this off by saying this is not a movie. This is a serial. It's a 13-part serial. I'm um, kind of like an early version of a TV show where you'd go to the cinema every week and see 20 minutes of, of action-packed adventure and romance. And what did you think of Flash Gordon, Zach? What did you think of this? What did you think of this? First off, we have, we have two things we need to go over. Uh, first, as you keenly pointed out, World War II hasn't happened yet, right? We are three years away. Three years away. I mean... Hitler's in the zeitgeist, yeah. you know, these ideas are in the zeitgeist, uh, it's about to go down, there's political tensions in the air. Yeah, but the big, like, don't do that specific salute with your arm didn't really become, you know, associated no. with a certain group of people till after that. Till after, it's true, it's true. But you can also point and laugh at it. Yes, you can. Oh, oh, you can point and laugh at it, all right. I don't know what else you're doing during this. Yeah, I... Yeah, that. Yeah, when they started doing that, and also the fact that it was the Hawkmen too, I was like, it's kind of funny. Oh, okay. Well, that, that sort of answers my, uh, my next question. What? Because this was four hours, and I... Watched all four hours. Oh my fucking god! All right, I watched. All- okay, I wasn't fully attentive during all four of it. I may have missed a thing or two. Yep, just being distracted doing other things. Yeah, but I watched. I had it on screen. I was listening to it. Yep. the whole time. Oh my goodness! And I watched all four hours of it. You at least got to the Birdman, which is important because that means you met the King Birdman. Who is one of the better characters? Certainly a character. I certainly a character. I took down timestamps as to like when I paused and when I stopped watching and stuff. So I have not seen all of this. It was so fucking bad that I couldn't finish it, and also wow. it's four hours long. <laughs> wow, you're savage on this. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but I watched the first 
half an hour of it, which was like an episode and a half somewhere else. And then I watched the entirety of the rest of it back to back. Oh my God, sir. Yeah. And you stayed awake? I can't even do that for classic Doctor Who. I've got to take a break every hour. <laughs> and I love Doctor Who. And this is basically Doctor Who, but without the interesting character. <laughs> I did have to force myself to watch it, but I think I enjoyed myself. I think I actually enjoyed it. Did you have drinks while watching this? Uh, yeah. Yeah, good. <laughs> Obviously. Right, yeah, yeah, good <laughs> lord. But um, if another middle-aged man that was a weird alien monster was on screen and having to fight Flash Gordon, I might have tapped out. Oh, for it sure. Was, it was driving me a little, little crazy. That's part of why I tuned out was because I've got like... Uh, I've got, like, pattern recognition with this sort of stuff. It's why I can't watch stuff like Avatar, The Last Airbender, like, the first few episodes are just the same story over and over again. Wow. It's why I don't enjoy The Bad Batch, the new Star Wars series, because every episode is like, we've got to go get this container and transport it to here. The episodic stuff, I mean, not the story arc episodes. Those ones are good. I think because I've got that pattern recognition... This is just the same thing over and over and over and over and over again for four hours. Yeah. They get captured, they fight. There's alien, they leave. They get captured, they fight. There's alien, they leave. (laughs) Yeah. It does suffer from that a lot. And I feel like it would be better if you were seeing it, I don't know, one episode a week? Mm Mm-hmm. Where one episode's like 20 minutes. And then you've got to be like, oh man, I can't wait till next week to see what happens, you know? Or if you were reading it in a comic book form, once a month. Yeah. Once a month as well. Could be good. That would be pretty good. Yeah, we kind of watched this in the worst possible way by cramming it in a couple days. Yeah, I was I was genuinely thinking about going and watching the 1980 Flash Gordon, which is the actual movie. Yeah, but that's not... That's... This is what Flash Gordon is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, where yeah. it came from. The 1980 movie is like fans of this trying to make a movie yeah 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 i know i know but like then it would have just been like a movie instead of the episode things well there is a movie version of this it was re-edited uh i think like four or five years later for international markets and it was called rocket ship oh that's cool that's like an hour and a half but anyway so i watched I watched it differently to you. I watched the first hour completely sober. I watched all of this sober because wow, okay. I did not have time to watch this in the evening. So I watched it in, in like the afternoon. Mm. I watched the first hour in one day, went off, did work, uh, came back, was going to watch more, but did not feel like it. So then this afternoon, I I watched about 45 minutes. Nice. Um, This afternoon. So I got to t- t- like an hour 45 and I was like, I don't like this. So then I started playing The Binding of Isaac while watching, Ooh, and yeah. uh, I got to two hours and 38 minutes before I gave up. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. So I got to when they uh, escape the... Well, uh, spoilers. That's all spoilers. We'll get to that in spoilers. Whoa, whoa. Escaping? Oh my God, Sandra. Spoilers. I was probably better suited to watching this, so it's just as well that I was the one that sat down and watching this, because mm. I didn't mind the repetition so much. Okay. Like, I knew it was coming, but I was also interested in kind of, like, what they were going to do slightly different. I don't know, that kept me that kept me going. What did drive me insane were the recaps. Oh my god, the fucking anime recaps. Yeah, yeah, they had, they had the... T- <laughs> Shut up. 
They're not anime. This is literally before <laughs> this that. This is before anime. I know, but technically my point counts because they are recaps that then got popularized again because of anime. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They have these title screens which uh, had the recaps, which were fine. But sometimes they would start the episode off yeah. by doing the last bit of the previous episode. But, like, the last three minutes of the previous episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last three minutes. They completely just rehash them. And, oh, my God. I'm turning insane. To be fair, this was the, this was about after three hours straight of watching Flash Gordon. So, I was, I was going a, a little kooky. I yep. wasn't sure... If I had cracked at this point, I was just replaying Flash Gordon in my head. Yeah. But it was enjoyable. It was all right. Yeah, you messaged me at some point being like, this does just feel like the old Doctor Who stories. Yeah. And it does, except... Like, the format is classic Doctor Who from the 60s, but classic Doctor Who from the 60s has the character of the Doctor, who is charismatic, interesting, drives the plot forward... Mm. And is fun. Whereas, and I, I know that this is blasphemy. Oh my god, who's gonna say it? But Flash Gordon sucks. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit, he said it. He said it, ladies and gentlemen, on live recording. <laughs> As a character. for you. Because he's not camping this. The point of the 80s movie, I guess, is they took this, but they made Flash Gordon campy. Whereas mm. in this, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a white dude. He's slightly muscly. Yeah, he he's very generic. Yeah, um, which makes sense because this is the first superhero movie. First of all, this is the first ever superhero movie. This is also the movie that kind of made sci-fi's as we know it be popular. Yeah, yeah, it's it's sort of normalized the sci-fi genre. Yeah, because at that point it was only in comic books. At that point it was only in comic books. Yeah, now it's yeah. on the big screen. Yes, not on the level of a movie and with like a quarter of the budget of a movie, but it is on the screen. <laughs> I did find it amusing how just like generic he was. Yet he had he had a bit. He had moments where where. It wasn't it wasn't because he was an amazing character. It was just like he is the hero no matter what in the situation. So it's like someone goes to th- uh, the princess uh, of uh, what's his face. She goes to gouge his eyes out and he's like, nah, just fucking do it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm the hero. I got plot armor. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, oh, I can't do it to him. But he's like stoic to a fault. Yeah. He's got a he's got a bit of that uh that I don't know, that himbo energy. He know? Well that that is the character in later renditions as well. Yeah. He's got that energy for sure. But like it makes sense that he's bland in this, because at the time it was really only Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers was slightly earlier. I think he's like the first one. And then, like, John Carter of Mars was another popular superhero at the time, but that's more, like, a sci-fi yeah. adventure thing. So, like, it's interesting that, like, this is kind of where it began, just a blank slate, he's a good guy yeah. sort of he, he is, uh, heroic is his personality. Yeah. He's just constantly going around with his big chiseled chin being like, I'll save you, unhand that woman. Like, he does a lot of stupid things. Yeah. Just because it's, like, the heroic thing to do, which I found amusing. Like, he just constantly beats up on the guards. 
and they just kind of allow him to beat the gods up. They do. Forbid the bad... I have to say, the bad guys are really chill in these uh, episodes. Because they, like, kind of stand around and let Flash Gordon beat the shit out of them before they go, uh, you know what, grab him. We're, we're done with him beating the shit out of people. Yeah. All right, let's move on with the plot. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And also, like, the bad guys, the planet... We'll get to the plot, but when you boil the plot down to what it is, granted, I didn't finish it, so this is just from my perspective. Don't worry, I can help you. As a scholar of the okay. Flash series, as the new guru on the Flash series, yep. I have absorbed all the possible Flash information. Okay. I know every character's in and out, except their names. Don't ask me their names. I know names. the names. I know the names, and then that's because I've got the Wikipedia page up. The basic essence of the story, it's just a love triangle. Mm. That's what this is about and twilight is better so sorry whoa whoa no 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 no. but in this one it's woman swooning after a man oh my goodness what a development there was other things there was um yes uh the scientist there's a scientist man stuff he just helps everyone yeah including the bad guys yeah although to be fair uh, Lord Emperor dude, uh, Ming, he he was kind of, like, helpful at stages. Yeah, there's a point halfway through where he helps them all, and I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you helping them? But I guess he wants to be the one to kill Flash or whatever. There's a certain sense of honour yeah. going around, because uh, he doesn't necessarily help Flash so much as he helps the uh, shark people. No spoilers on that one. We'll get to the shark people. We'll be throwing all around a lot of names, uh, and then we'll explain it in spoilers. But also, don't watch this. So just just have yeah, a listen to just, spoilers. Just it's fine. Till, yeah, yeah. Wait, <laughs> just listen to spoilers. It's fine. I mean, some people might want to go back, but maybe it's best if you go watch the 1980s Flash Gordon. I don't know. It has a decent score on Rotten Tomatoes, but I haven't watched it. I was really going to watch it, but then I watched four hours of Flash Gordon, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pass. Yeah. I'll talk about the Flash Gordon, the history of Flash Gordon in in uh, in the fucking whatever the fuck later. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I want to talk about Emperor Ming, Emperor of the Universe, uh, and uh, look... There's a lot of stuff in Flash Gordon that hasn't aged well. For example, all the women characters are just there to to fawn over Flash. Um, yeah, yeah, they all the 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 princess especially. Good lord, the princess, this random woman he met on a plane. She literally is just a random woman they picked up and is now part of the space adventure. Yeah, she's now that in love so with funny. him. Also, what does Flash Gordon do? They never explain in the movie. In the comics, he's like a polo player and he goes to Yale University and yeah, that's his backstory yeah. and he's somehow fucking ripped and amazing at fighting people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could, I could see it. Look, he's a yell boy. He's got to do a bit of bit of wrestling, you know. Got to tussle with those big, muscly men, you know. But yeah, so so yeah, th- that hasn't aged well. All the women characters. But the big thing, the big problem with this is Ming Emperor Ming uh, is a white guy in a Fu Manchu outfit. A yeah. Fu Manchu being the uh, the super villain guy from like movies and stuff in like the early. T- 1910s yeah incredibly racist uh 
white guy playing vaguely Asian bad guy. Yeah. Um, he doesn't do the voice. He doesn't do the voice, but it still feels racist whenever he talks. Like, there's a slight yeah. thing there where I'm like, I'm not comfortable with this. I don't know. I didn't pick up on that so much. I did go like, okay, he's called Ming, which could just be an alien name, but it was probably more of just an Asian stereotype sort of thing. Yeah. And obviously he he's meant to look a bit Asian, which kind of sucks. Yeah. I know particularly behind the scenes, the whole point of his look was to be like Fu Manchu. So he's definitely meant to be Asian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it wasn't totally bad, like, it could have been a lot worse. Oh, 100%. It could have been worse. But, yeah, not great. Not great. And it's something that they've continued. Like, he looks like that in the 1980s movie, too. And he's played by a white guy in that one, too. Um, So I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, like, I'm very... I, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, what else can I say about this? The costumes were good. Yeah, the costumes were fun. Uh, as I have alluded to, there's a lot of the bad guys are middle-aged white men in different outfits. Yep. And it's very obvious. And sometimes it is not great. Sometimes it's pretty fun. Did you recognize, first of all, did you recognize any of the sets and props from this movie? Um, This is a Universal film, by the way. This was made by U- Universal Studios. The statue... Of their god. Yeah. Is the same one they used in The Mummy. Yep, it is. Correct? Yeah, I noticed that one, which was fine. I was like, yeah, that's kind of silly, but whatever. The inside of Emperor Ming's palace is a, is the watchtower from Frankenstein. Oh, uh, yep, yep. A lot of the sci-fi gadgetry is from Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> obviously from Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I chalk that down to more like generic laboratory sort of thing. Like, they're making the best with, with what they've got. Like, this is an early version of a TV show. TV shows reuse props from other shows all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the props were good for this. That was one of their my my big ups for this, was I felt like I was running around on this weird planet in strange castles and other things. The uh, sets were pretty good. Yeah. I did notice that specifically that statue, though. Uh, everything else I think I kind of overlooked, but that statue in particular, I was like, that is an Egyptian statue. <laughs> Actually, I think I know which specific Egyptian statue that is. But yeah, no, this serial, I mean, without this, we wouldn't have Star Wars. Without yeah. this, we wouldn't have Star Trek, probably, because without- yeah, yeah, yeah. like, without this, we wouldn't have any of the sci-fi, like, Doctor Who, any of the sci-fi that we love- starts here so you've got to respect it uh i just didn't enjoy it and i'm giving it an oldie how about you (laughs) um i'm gonna give it a goodie to be kind to my sci-fi ancestors right and i think i did enjoy this but more as like a background thing to enjoy rather than a foreground thing and also in moderation and not in a three hour or three hour and 25 minute binge. Yes. Because I might have gone flash gores and crazy, but I went through it and I wasn't totally bored during the whole thing. And that was three hours and 25 minutes. That's a lot. It was a lot. And that was all in one day. I watched the four hours all in one day. 
I just had had a break in between. Um, before we jump into spoilers, there are of course other versions of this. Uh, yeah, this was followed up by two sequels, which is Flash Gordon's trip to Mars. Uh, he goes to Mars. Uh, and Ming's there. And then Flash Gordon conquers the universe, which, I don't know, he goes and does stuff. He conquers the universe, supposedly. Uh, there's the 1980s movie. Um, a lot of people have expressed interest in making a version of this. Uh, like, Taika Waititi is doing some yeah. animated Flash Gordon thing. I could see that. I know that George Lucas always wanted to make a Flash Gordon movie, but never got around to it. Yeah. I You could see the potential in this, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, like, well, but it's also, like, it's also, like, does anyone... Because, like, they made a movie version of John Carter, and no one cared. Yeah, that's the problem. Nowadays, no one would care. Here's the thing, though. If you made a good enough movie, people don't need to care about, you know, the old stuff. The nostalgia will make people talk about it, but then... If it's bad, people will just tell you don't see it. For sure. But if it's good, then people talk about it, and then they tell you to go see it, and then it's like, wait, what is this Flash Gordon stuff, you know? There's a bunch of TV shows as well. There's one in the 50s, there's one in the 70s. Um, Defenders of the Earth is Flash Gordon and the Phantom are teaming up and doing some stuff. Yeah. Um, the most recent Flash Gordon thing is in 2007. There was a TV show that, that lasted one season uh, before getting canned. Oof. I think uh, you could bring it back, but like it would, it would have to be, it would have to be cheesy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you. Well, here's the thing, though. I feel like this is like the base bones to construct a sci-fi thing on top of, right? You've got like main characters. You've got lots of different fun side characters that you could do loads of things with. For sure, you've got all these different places, different people. You could totally build on top of this and make a really cool movie sort of thing. If you just make Flash Gordon a character, yeah, I feel like these get a hundred times better already. Like, make him have feelings, make him have emotion, make him not be just the hero. What? Why is he able to fucking? fight every guard in the castle single-handedly. Well, that's you know, kind of what? fun, though. Like, if you do that in a funny way, like, the film opens, he's just playing golf, and then he's taken up into space and can somehow fight everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of funny as well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You could, exactly, that's another angle you could do, is, like, lean into the whole, like, this is just a white guy from Yale, but he's able to, like... <laughs> fucking battle giant ape aliens you know i think in the 90s i think in the 1980s movie he's a football player i think they changed a little bit well that would make more sense we will have to do that maybe on patreon at some point i do want to review that or we just cover 1980 at some point on the show i don't know (laughs) i think uh i think both are good valid options i would like to see that movie so definitely add that bad boy to the list would you be watching the other two serials though nope okay (laughs) (laughs) I, I, look, I might, but probably the, uh, not watching four hours worth. Yeah, for sure. Maybe an episode or two. Yeah, there's so much here about, like, versions of it. Apparently, oh, apparently Taika Waititi's one is now going to be live action. Last update was in 2021, though, so who knows what's happening there. I think Taika Waititi... Yeah, he could do a fun comedy one. He could do a good one. As long as he's not... Uh, surrounded by Marvel Yes Men, he he could make a really fun uh, comedy version of that. I'd really like to see that. 
like some New Zealand humor would really uh, kick that into gear. I feel. Yeah. Or you get someone like I don't know someone who like like Robert Rodriguez, who's a big fan of like classic movies and like the kind hey, of cheap hey, hey Sandra, vibe. Maybe we should maybe we should save this talk <sighs> about making movie sequels to the end of the episode. You're right, because. <laughs> Because uh, that, yeah, that's what we uh, that's what we do. That might be what we do at the end of episodes. Oh my mm. god! No, you're right. But how amazing is that? Like, this is not the first superhero because Buck Rogers was technically a comic book before this. But like, this is before Superman. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I think, and that's the thing. Unlike Superman, he is just a guy. Yeah. So you could be Flash Gordon. Kids out there can look up and go like, I want to be Flash Gordon when I go up. I want to go and throw middle-aged men around in a palace fighting for, you know, the Earth. You know? And I think that's all right. I think that's cool. Yeah. I I want one episode where I just get to turn invisible. I didn't watch that one. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I figured you didn't, so I was just going to throw that one in there. All right. right. Should we get to some spoilers now? Let's get to some spoilerinos, uh, but also don't watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, it's fine. (laughs) You can go watch it if you want. Don't listen to Sandro. He's not your mum. If you want. It's free on YouTube. No one gives a fuck about this. It's free on YouTube. Yeah, look, look up an episode or two on YouTube. Why not? Yeah. Howdy, it's me, Sully McSeller, and oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, is it is it time for an ad? Wow, Sandro and Zag, they've been cooking things up in the kitchen, and I'm not talking about meatloaf. I'm talking about a new Patreon episode on Friday the 13th, part 4, the final chapter. It's out right now on Patreon. You can get it for five US dollars a month and other bonus episodes. Here's a clip! Uh, I quite like this review from Liz, who says, Low-key favorite thing about this film, the fact that it takes place immediately after parts two and three. So that means it's Monday the 16th. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even Friday the 13th. <laughs> that's such a good review. It's a good, it's great. Oh, that's great a banger review. of a review. Well done. Okay, yep, that's it. I'm skipping dinner. I ain't paying for dinner. I only got enough money for dinner or Patreon. And I'm picking Patreon because the boys don't pay me. I'm going to patreon.com forward slash oldie buddy goody pod and getting that bonus episode right now. Woohoo, I'm an American. I, I I also need food. Don't be like me. If you don't have money, don't get the episode. The general plot is the planet Mongo is going to crash into Earth. Yep. And so Dr. Zarkov uh, is like, I'm going to fly a rocket ship and try and fix this. Uh, go planet, try and fix it. And Flash Gordon and... Some random woman are like, we'll come with you. <laughs> yeah. And here's a here's the thing about like TV episodes versus movie episodes. Yeah. The plot can jump around a lot more rapidly than in a movie because you have to cram a lot into 20 minutes. If this was a movie movie, the first 20 minutes of this, they wouldn't have left Earth. Mm. But because it's a TV show, the first five minutes they've left Earth. And we're like, oh, we are on the planet already. Okay. Wow, that was fast. But yes, essentially we meet Flash Gordon. Uh, He's coming on a plane and they have to jump off a plane. Which, like, 
It looked good. Yeah. All that sort of stuff looked really good. I'm sure they jumped out of an actual plane. Oh, they 100% did not, because you don't see what their hands are holding onto when they're coming down. Yeah, I'm sure they jumped out of a real plane. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, they they fall into a field, and then Flash Gordon's like, Oh, hey, Zarkov, I know you. Yep. Oh, hey, is that your rocket ship? Oh, yes, we need to go save Earth. Ah, uh, all bets are off. Hey, lady, do you want to come along? And she's like, oh, yeah. And all right, here's our three main characters, and they're going to save Earth. I'm going to save Earth. Go on to Mongo. And I liked how it's like, the whole world is in an absolute frenzy about this, and, like, we cut around the world. It's just, like, stock footage of people from random countries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> walking around. <laughs> to be fair, they're, like, crowd scenes, and they play, like, you know... Scared sounds like people screaming and other things, so it gets the point across. It does, it does. There's some funny quotes, like, every now and then there would be a quote where I'd be like, I'll write that down. I think Zarkov is like, I I hope this works, I've only ever experimented with model rocket ships. And Flash is like, well, did they ever come back? Well, they weren't supposed to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's good fun. It's good fun. It was good. It was a good little little starting bit. And like in the space of two minutes, they go from Earth to this planet. Mm -hmm. Less than two minutes. It's less than a minute, I think. And of course, I'm used to modern sci-fi or modern movies where it would have taken them at least 20 minutes to get to the planet. We were just there. And I was like, whoa, holy shit. How fast was that rocket going, you know? Yeah. It was. It took them no time at all to skip to that. But again, it's just because it's a TV show and not an actual movie. And I was just... It took me aback how fast they got to the planet, you know? Anyway, they land on the planet. They land on the planet. And there's giant lizard oh monsters. My, oh, my God. Oh, my the lizard, God. Oh, it's just giant lizards again. It, it, it's space iguanas. <laughs> To be the fair, of land animals. To be fair, like while I was watching this, I was looking up panels from the original comic because I wanted to kind of see what the character design yeah. is. In the comic, they land on Mongo and it's just giant lizards. So I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And that was it. They are giant lizards. I I love the old like um giant monsters and how they were just like animals that they used cameras to make them look giant. I think that's awesome. I think we need to bring that back. It's fucking awesome. I think in color it it would be obvious, though. Yeah, in color it's obvious, but I'm thinking more like animated series. Mm. Animated series where, uh, let's go Pacific Rim or something, where you've got all these crazy monster things. I want one of those monsters to just be like a baby crocodile. Yeah. But it's huge. But it's animated, right? So it fits in with everything. It is a baby crocodile that is huge. Okay, yeah, I like that. Essentially, I'm just going back to what me and Jack were talking about the other week, and we need the giant, giant fight clubs. <laughs> giant fight clubs, yeah, yeah, And yeah. I want a baby crocodile, and I want to zap him up till he's the size of a skyscraper. Oh, my so God. So we can eat someone's uh, goldfish that they made giant, you know? Okay, like. Sure. I want this epic battle to go down. It'd be great. Um, I wrote down a note because Emperor Ming's like, oh my god, all these people landed. Take them to me. And um, his men are like, 
They're either Roman centurions or yep. they're Ned Kellys. Yes. And it's funny. Oh, if you don't know who Ned Kelly is, our international audience, uh, he's a murderer and outlaw that uh, we all Australians look up to. True Australian <laughs> hero. We all look up to him for some reason. He was an outlaw, a train robber, a bank robber, and a true blue Australian bloke. I've been to his cabin. You, you can go to his house. You can go to his house. I went to his house and I was like, this place is fucking tiny. How people live in these back in the day. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's just uh, like metal armor. Yeah. They're wearing knight's armor, these space aliens. But the centurions, they're great because it's only like the upper half is Roman and the bottom half is short shorts. <laughs> yep. Short shorts. There's, it's so... There's a scene where I think Zarkov is, like, doing experiments. He's just wearing a leotard, and I'm like, bring this back. Yeah. Bring middle-aged white men just wearing leotards and sci-fis. Yeah, it's yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah. very it funny. very funny. I, I like uh, Zarkov's uniform thing, where he has, like, a bit of a, like, a fancy leotard thing, but he's got, like, bits on it and stuff. He looks cool. Yeah. He looks way better than the Saturians, which have top half metal, bottom half short shorts i was like yeah you're protected up the top yes but what's protecting someone from kicking you in the nards i was just i was very concerned i guess all the wildlife on this planet is massive so it would take them a lot of effort to to try and attack your legs you know it's more convenient for them to try and attack your upper half so i guess maybe that that's the idea I don't but know. they also have ray guns they have to deal with. So I'm wondering, like, what if someone ray guns you in the leg? It's a very odd sci-fi. Because I mean, you know, it's an early sci-fi, so it makes sense. But they've got, like, swords, like, actual proper metal swords. And then some ray guns. And I'm like, why not just have ray guns? Ah, here, I've got an answer for you. Yeah. It's because you can't let off ray guns in a ship. Mm, the whole ship would blow up. Yeah, you you miss the guy you're shooting at, you hit the wall. Yep. The wall explodes. Yep. Do you know what's outside the ship? Space. space. You die. You're dead. So that's why that's why that's why you use swords in space. That's why swords in space, kinda of smart idea. Um the other explanation is swords are really fucking cool, Sandro. Swords so are could cool. You just like... Swords are cool, but we get to the first technical note that I have. Oh no. Uh, swords are cool, yes. But um I don't know if you noticed, but the audio of this uh is very interesting because um when they're shooting a fight scene, uh usually you would have the fighting, right? And then in post-production, you would put in the cling clang cling clang of the swords as they're hitting each other. Uh in this, they've got one boom mic. It's maybe like few meters away, quite a while away. You know, it's not that close to the action so that they don't get hit. The sound guy doesn't get hit. And so you just hear oh, bleh, cling clang, but it's like re- really far away. Mm, mm. And that was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm hearing is you're advocating for sound guys to get stabbed in the line of action, is no, what I'm hearing. I'm just saying that <laughs> this was a cheap TV show and they did yeah, not yeah. Uh, know how to put sound effects in. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fair. It's a fair criticism, although you can't just say, well, it was very early on. Yeah, I Maybe know, they sure. figured out post-production editing a bit more later on. But yes, it was rather funny that there was just the sort of background clinking and clanging. Yeah, It was like background clinking and clacking 
epic music and the camera was right in the action too so it yeah. was just a slight d- disconnect to make you kind of laugh at it it was yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Great. i think that this whole time i i chuckled a lot i think during every episode there was something i chuckled at how silly it was like giant lizard monsters and other things middle-aged men were the bad guys once again did you you chuckle at all the transitions the side wipes where did george lucas get it from he got it from this (laughs) he got the star wars transitions from this because it's fucking dumb (laughs) so yeah but to be fair first sci-fi sort of thing i had charm it had charm i liked it i liked when the screen like turned into like a lightning bolt and then like separated that was great that was that was the cool transition. Yeah. Dude, imagine being in 1936 and seeing that transition. That would have blown your fucking mind. It would've. That would have been so cool. It's pretty cool. Um, and that's kind of the general setup of the show is just that they're on the planet to do this stuff. Um, the Emperor Ming wants to marry random woman that they brought along, but she's like, no, I'm in love with Flash because they've been together for 20 minutes and he's the main character. Um, but Emperor Ming's daughter is like, but I want to marry Flash. Yeah, that's better than Emperor Ming's daughter, who hasn't been with Flash for 20 minutes. Yeah, but she wants to marry him. Immediately, literally, she's on for less than half a second, and she's like, oh, I want me to get some of that. Which is fair, because he's kind of hunky, but she goes full, full ham, and I'm like, hey, this is a stereotype that I'm gonna have to get used to around this area of cinema, but... She's kind of evil, so she's trying to get with him, but in evil ways. And she had kind of more of an interesting character arc than any other character, I'd say. Um, I didn't care to begin with, so I wasn't really paying attention. Whenever she was on screen being like, I'm doing evil plans, I was like, okay. That's fair, but like, she had more than one dimension for a character. That's true. Which made her more interesting than a lot of the other characters. Like, Flash Gordon is a hero. Yeah, one-dimensional character. Yeah, a damsel in distress is damsel in distress. True, one-dimensional character. The emperor, bad guy. Bad guy. Uh, actually, no. He is an emperor, so he does emperor-like things where he has to help his kingdom out, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, I I genuinely thought that was interesting, where he was like, okay, I've got to help the, you know... The shark people, because they their um, city is sinking. I've got to help them out. Shark man. Because they're part of his kingdom and all that. And I was like, oh, okay, he's helping people out. He's helping he's people not, out. He's not, like, comically evil. No. He's smart evil, which is nice. I wasn't expecting that. I was, I was expecting him to be more comic book villain evil, like... Oh, yeah, the shark people are dying. Let me help them die sort of thing, you know. No, instead he's like, oh, shit, my daughter's in there. Yeah. I need to help, you know. So that's pretty much it. Like, Flash Gordon goes from from city to city. He's hanging out with the shark men. He's having, he's hanging out with the hawk men. And um, they always imprison him. And then he escapes. And then the city's going to get destroyed because of something that the princess did or whatever. Mm. And then... They come in and save him, and then they go to the next place. All right, I'm going to give a quick TLDR on the story. You got them arrive. Uh, they get captured. Yep. Uh, scientist uh, simps to bad guy. Yeah, Zarkov is always like, I'm going to help everyone. Everyone, I'm helping everyone. I'm a great man. I'm Italian, apparently. Yep. Which was interesting. That was immediately, like, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. But he, he kind of half helps the Emperor, half helps, like, everyone. 
Like, he's just kind of the scientist, and people are kind of chill. Like, the bad guys always recognize his intelligence and go, Yes. It's way more useful for you to just be a scientist over here doing this. We trust you completely. And that's fine. Their trust is well-placed because he never betrays them, really. No, it's true. He always helps everyone that he says he's going to help. Then, uh, yeah. Uh, what's his face? Flash Gordon escape. They get captured by the shark people. Shark, man. Before Sharkman, I want to talk about Crab Dragon. Best alien in the whole movie. Absolutely, Crab Dragon. It's a dragon with crab hands. That's yep. that's it. I was like, Crab Dragon, that was the best part in the whole thing for me. Oh, absolutely. It peaked early with Crab Dragon. And then I just was just, absolutely. that's why none of the other aliens did it for me, because Crab Dragon was so cool. <laughs> Crab Dragon is the coolest thing and the most terrifying, I think. Pretty scary. And he's also, like, kind of integral to the plot as well. He has a lot of bits... Yeah, there was there was shark people who spoiler are dolphin people. Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. You got uh, air people, the 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 sky people. Oh, air people who the there's the prince. He's the rightful ruler or whatever the fuck, right? Uh, well, he's he's not a sky person. Oh, he he was the pre- he's like a he's like the previous ruler of uh Emperor Ming's kingdom. Oh, okay. He was usurped by Emperor Ming. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I didn't follow that storyline to its conclusion, so... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll uh, I'll get to that in a second. You've got the, the lion people. Yeah, lion people. Lion people are pretty bamped. I didn't know it, but I'm actually a lion person in real life. What? I, I did not know. Wow. Yeah, because they're just hairy middle-aged men. Yeah. Um, and... Um, not middle-aged. Hang on a second. <laughs> hmm? I mean, we are. We are old. Oh, uh, like, give me a couple of years and I will look exactly like that lion man. Um, but they just hate the emperor and they're fighting him and one of them tags along for the adventure. Yeah. Uh, shenanigans. Uh, Hawkmen after that. No, the, the Hawkmen were the airmen. I just called them airmen because I'm dumb. Uh, I called them Hawkmen. Hawkmen, yeah. Hawkmen are the one doing the Nazi salutes and the king of the Hawkmen just laughs a lot. He's like, ha 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 Yeah, I'm so glad you got to see that because he, I was like, what the fuck is his character? Half his line are him going, oh, <laughs> And he's like kind of honorable too. And I'm like, what? This yeah. is odd. <laughs> a lot of the characters are Sandro. They are. A lot of the bad guys are honorable, including Ming. He's a bit more honorable, although uh, a lot of the time he'll say something and then the characters will go to the side and go, all right, we shouldn't trust Ming, though. He said this, but he's probably going to betray us. But then they do it anyway, and then he betrays them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that sort of thing. And so there's there's a little bit more honorable things like it's not just black and white. I mean, it is, though, because it's in black and white. Bloody got him! <laughs> got him, Tish! Comedy! But the uh, the Sky King, the Hawk King, mm. he uh, he turns into kind of like a good-ish guy. He's like, a, he's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend sort of situation, right? For sure. Because uh, he doesn't like Emperor Ming and tries to fuck with Emperor Ming and Emperor Ming tries to fuck with him. Anyway... The princess, the space emperor Ming's daughter, yeah, becomes the new ruler. Oh, yeah! Whoa! And uh, uh, Gordon goes home, and that's that's the show. They defeat Ming. She becomes ruler, and then they they leave. Yeah, but there's a there's a few bits in there that I want to touch on. But do they stop Earth from colliding with Mongo? 
Yeah, that happens in the first couple of episodes. You probably should have picked that up, but I'm sure you weren't paying attention. No, because there was a flashback in, like, episode fucking nine where they're like, Oh my god, the planet's coming towards us and sending us signals. Yeah, but Emperor Ming can control the planet. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he literally just goes, oh yeah, I control the planet. And so in the first episode, I think... Um, I don't think it's the first episode. It was in the first episode. It's in the, the first fuck? episode they solved that problem, Sandro. Well... Literally the first ten minutes of the show, um, the scientist guy, right? Yeah. He goes up to Emperor Ming and is like, hey, wouldn't it be better instead of, um, you know, destroying Earth... That you enslaved Earth. Oh. That you took control of Earth. Okay. And Emperor Ming's like, okay. All right. Cool. And so so I can forgive you for missing that bit, because it's literally like that five-minute scene solves the entire problem of the Earth being destroyed. Yeah, I wasn't paying, because I remember that first scene where it's Ming and Zarkov, I wasn't paying yeah. attention. I distinctly remember being like, I should be paying <laughs> attention to this, but I just wasn't. Yeah. I must have been on my phone. So you, that's You missed say. literally them saving the planet. That is so because funny. Because it's just in that five minute scene. That is so funny. Because that problem's at the start. That's their like leading problem. Um, at the start of the film is that they need to save planet Earth. That's solved in the first episode. The rest of it's just them getting captured and them trying to leave. Um, I've got a couple notes uh, for the Sharkmen section of the story. Um, during Sharkmen, there is a scene where, because they obviously are like underwater and stuff, they've got like an underwater hangar. It's like a giant room that they fill with water so that, that the ship can come in and out and stuff and etc. and all that sort yep, of stuff. Makes um, sense. Except the room is obviously just a brick room uh, with a tiny ship in it because the bricks look like normal bricks that we use for houses and not small bricks that you could then... Make it look like a giant hangar. No, 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 Sandra, those were giant bricks. But but no, because it looked like a brick room. <laughs> but they were giant bricks. I thought that was very funny. I went, ha, ha, ha. That is so obvious. Um, that is very silly. That was very funny. My my thing was that the shark men breathe air. Yep. Very distinctly, they breathe air. They, in fact, have oxygen masks and everything. Well, the shark men are just swimmers. They've got swimming caps on. Yeah, They're just yeah, yeah. guys who like to go swimming. That's all they are. No, uh, no, 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 no. Well, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I think those, like, flippers and other things, they're part of them. Okay. They're real. Yep, all right. But they are dolphin men. They are dolphin men. They are not shark men. They are just propaganda. They have spread propaganda to the galaxy that they're like, oh, yeah, we're the shark men. Shark men, but they're actually just dolphin men. By the way, I didn't mention this at the start. I should have mentioned. Thank God everyone speaks English. Am I right? Oh, my <laughs> God. made this way, way easier <laughs> yeah. to watch. Am it's I right? It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Also, also, why is the shark men's coat of arms an octopus? I mean, we later find out because Flash Gordon has to fight an octopus in the episode called Battling the Sea Beast. Except, no, he doesn't. He doesn't battle the sea beast. The chapter was called Battling the Sea Beast. And I was like, fuck yeah, he's going to fight a giant octopus. No, he doesn't. He just gets grabbed by the octopus. And then the princess saves him and the octopus suffocates. To be fair. I'm angry. They... <laughs> that I feel like that's better than them spoiling the entire episode uh, with the, the like next week 
I wonder what happens to Flash Gordon. Anyway, join us next week on Flash Gordon Escapes the Current Problem That He's In. <laughs> they did that, I think it's during the cliffhanger where you see the crab dragon. Yes. They're like, and in the next episode, captured by shark men. And I was like, wait, is that meant to be a shark man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And later on, they have the dragon again. Yeah. But he's not in the episode. It's like, join us next week. Like, he's he has some problem. And it's like, join us next week on Flash versus the dragon or whatever. And I'm like, well, the dragon wasn't in this episode. So he's going to have to get out of this predicament. So funny. I, I liked when he was fighting the dragon because he was struggling. He was getting, like, clawed to death by the dragon. Yeah. And it's like, that's where the episode ends. And it's like, oh, shit. How do they solve the problem? Uh, the Lion Man just comes in and shoots it at the start of the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the cliffhangers... And this is one thing that, like, I respect about Doctor Who. Because even current day Doctor Who, whenever they do a two-parter, they do these sort of cliffhangers. Where it's like, mm. oh my god, they're in mortal danger. And then it's the start of the episode. I don't know, someone has a net and they put it under them. Like, if they're falling yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and Doctor Who still does that to this day. Just, yeah. Just cliffhangers where it's like, oh my god, the Cybermen have caught them and then like you start part two and it's like i don't know rose's mum opens a door <laughs> yeah run yeah out. uh rose's mum shows up she has a spare son- sonic screwdriver <laughs> she fixes it up oh, done all right continuing on it's so funny i love cliffhangers like that because it's just like it's so dumb just just quickly bringing up some of the some of the problems yep that little flash has to deal with yes please because you just talked about the octopus i think it makes sense that the shark people have a octopus symbol. It's like the Hail Hydra. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, they were like, hey, we have a cool giant octopus as like a weapon. Let's make a symbol out of that. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and also the king of the Hawkmen is King Volton, like Vulture. Pretty good. Ah, he's cool. I like him because, yeah, he's just kind of vibing. A lot of the time. He's just, he's having a hearty chuckle. He's like, oh, I'm torturing Flash Gordon. Oh, this woman's upset. Oh, hey, look, I have a bear in my palace. Oh, he's got a bear. I have a, I have a bear. Oh, yeah. The, the, the anime recaps on the bear confuse me. Yeah. Because they go back. So, because the, I think the cliffhanger is, he's like, Dale, marry me or face the bear, because everyone wants to marry her. Uh, or face the bear, rawr, bear comes out, and he's like, no, go back in there, bear. And then he walks towards the camera, and then the episode ends. But the recap picked up before he even let the bear out. Yeah, so I yeah. was like, wait, is he letting the bear out again? What's going on? Because at this point, I'm already playing Biden of Isaac, so I don't, I'm yeah. barely paying attention. That that happens a few times, where they play the first, like, three minutes, The oh, sorry, the last three minutes of the episode, and it's is very confusing. But I just want to go through the problems uh, Flash Gordon's has to face. He fights a dragon. Mm-hmm. He has he fights an octopus. He has to deal with the city, the underwater city flooding. He has to deal with the uh, Hawkmen and then uh, like escape them or deal with them. Then they have to deal with the Hawk City collapsing because it's held up by uh, rays and then of course they have to deal with emperor ming 
Then Ming uh, just uh, walks into a closet and dies. Really? That's it? Yeah. But what about the invisible thing? Apparently he goes invisible for an episode. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that? I forgot that? I mentioned that. <laughs> right. So during, I think, yeah, it's when they're up on the Hawk Castle. Yeah. The scientist gets sent to the science lab in the Hawk Castle where he's got to come up with a new substance right. to keep the city afloat. Right. That's his job. Okay. And uh, pretty much the Hawk King, he kind of gives him an ultimatum, which kind of makes sense. I I liked it. Where the Hawk King is like, hey, scientist guy, we're going to make you find something that can fuel the city better than the furnaces. Because right now we're relying on these furnaces to keep us afloat. Your friends are filling those furnaces. I'm going to keep those friends here for as long as it takes for you to find a better solution. Yeah. And I thought, like, damn, that's actually kind of smart. That's giving the, the scientists some motivation. Meanwhile, the scientist is like, yeah, that's cool. But what if I invent an invisibility ray? Oh, my God. That turns Flash Gordon invisible. Yeah. And then uh, for an episode, Flash Gordon goes around as the invisible man. He goes to Ming and, like, chokes Ming out for a bit. Okay. And Ming's like... Guards, get him! And the guards are like, fucking how, though? Okay. <laughs> they, like, stand around and are like, what? Is, did the actor want a day off? Is that why they did this? I don't know. I don't know. But there were some fight scenes. Yeah. They were invisible. They were having to do stuff. Man, I kind of wish I watched this part, actually. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm reading here. So, eventually, the princess falls in love with the prince baron guy. Yes. Who loves yes. her. I was just about to get to that, which is at the end bit here, just after they turn invisible. Yeah. So the Baron, the Prince Baron dude, yeah. who uh, mortally fights uh, Flash at one point, he gets blackmailed. That was the last bit that, that I saw. I saw that part and I was like, that's a fucking good fight. I really enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. Actually, I'll read my notes. My notes exactly. Uh, okay. This is a decent fight with the Baron. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, okay, so now that he's won the fight, Flash has to fight a mighty beast, giant orangutan, fuck yeah. Yeah. Lol, they're given freedom. Oh no, more dumb love triangle shit. And then my last note is, okay, I'm done. And the timestamp where I stopped watching. (laughs) Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like his fights that we see. The first one they see is when he's chucked into a cage. By Emperor Ming, and he fights three middle-aged dudes that are like hunched over, going. Oh, and they've got the tusks, the tusk men. Yeah, I remember the tusk men. That was funny. And the titles called them huge ape men. Yep, and they were not huge, not- and they were not ape men. Yeah, <laughs> they were just some guys. Just it was guys very tusks. funny. So stupid. To be, to be fair, a lot of these episodes are like Flash Gordon's fighting something and he's kind of getting wrecked by it and it's yeah. his friends that help him. Yeah, which I liked. It's interesting as well because, yeah, we haven't talked about this, but he was played by Buster Crab. <laughs> That's a cool name. Buster Crab. They both have incredible names. That's great. I think he was Flash Gordon in, in all three sequels. He also played Buck Rogers at some point, which is funny because they were competing comic book series. But he's actually, yeah, he is an Olympic swimmer as well. He's an Olympic swimmer ah, um, who then became an actor. There you go. Uh, he was Tarzan for a bunch as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's just got, he's a big hunky boy. So it makes sense. He's not an amazing actor. It makes sense that he would be doing 
TV, like TV serial stuff over movies. Yeah. Because he's not charismatic enough to really lead these films. Uh, yeah, yeah, but also I feel like in these episodes it's it's hard for him to be charismatic. His character isn't charismatic, it's heroic. True. So he doesn't get his time to shine. But that being said, he might not have been the most charismatic of actors. I mean, like, we compare it to Captain Blood last week, who was all charisma. Yeah, Captain Blood, that, that is very fair. Yeah. I, like, if you could compare it to something else that was around that time, Captain Blood was way more charismatic than this character. But also, I haven't seen his Tarzan movies, so maybe he's amazing in those. I don't know. I won't watch yeah. them, because I don't care. <laughs> but I feel like you're right. He is just kind of blank, but he's like how like Harry Potter's the main character, right? Right, and he's the most boring character in the whole series. Yeah. yeah. The whole reason is is because they don't give him any personality whatsoever, so you can apply your personality for onto For sure. Him. Yeah, for sure. The idea is that you... Kids in the audience, young boys with ray guns are like, yeah, I want to be Flash Gordon, you know? I'm going to be heroic and save the thing. That's why he doesn't have any personality is because, you know, it's so that everybody can be Flash Gordon. Yeah, for sure. In that sense, the actor was probably told not to show too much emotion, you know? True. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, so they fall in love and then Ming's like, time to kill everyone and then they kill Ming. Is that it? Yeah. Basically, there's a there's a whole thing. Emperor Ming escapes them in the castle and goes back down to that dragon area. Yeah. And there's that priest guy, right? Yeah. And he helps Emperor Ming go into the mystical doors of their god. Oh my god! And then he closes the doors, and then he tells them, "Yeah, he's gone to the room of their gods. No mortal man comes back from that. He's dead." And they're like, "Okay, wait." Wait, so you don't even see him die? Nope. I mean, no wonder he's back in the sequels then. So Yeah, well, he's back in the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the whole plot is he just gives up. Ming's like, I'm done. Uh, no, he, he, he doesn't give up. He runs. I mean, yeah, I guess that is giving up. Running is giving up. He is escaping. Right. For fuck, I just, I'm kind of glad I didn't finish it then. That's dumb. <laughs> Do Flash Gordon and Dale, the, the damsel, are they... So they are they a thing at the end of the yeah. movie? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they're like a thing. Right. And like at the end when they land, they kiss. Yeah, of course. And Zarkov's like, "Oh, I'm gonna look over here at some some plants." Wait, did you watch the ending? Oh my fucking god! <laughs> no, he actually like he turns around, looks at them, and they're going like slowly slow motion towards to kiss each other, and he's like, "Oh my!" And then he like turns to look away oh, dear like me. to show the audience that he's not looking at them kissing yeah 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 that's so funny that is funny <laughs> oh dear that's great well there we go flash gordon great wonderful amazing <laughs> good stuff <laughs> even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Jacob Gerstel 
and welcome to Tales from the Witcher. This podcast chronicles original short stories written by me and set in Andrzej Sapkowski's Witcher universe. The stories themselves are based on the adventures of my Witcher tabletop role-playing group that I run weekly for my friends. I novelize what happens after each session and record them here for you to enjoy. I have a lot of free time on my hands. We'll follow the exploits of a stoic bear school witcher, an alcoholic elven sorcerer, a resourceful craftsman, and a lively bard, as they try to stay alive during the Third Northern War. There's action and adventure, magic in the mundane, scheming in politics, elves and dwarves, war and peace, and, because it's the witcher, a touch of philosophy. If you're a fan of the witcher universe, serialized audiobooks, tabletop actual play reports, or fantasy in general, then this podcast is for you. I'll see you every Wednesday on the continent. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Okay, so let's come up with our own remake. How do you want to do this? Because there's so many writers and directors who have been attached to this previously. Like George Lucas wanted to do something. Matthew Vaughn, who does Kingsman, he wanted to do it. Oh yeah, that could be good. Taika Waititi as well. Uh, what do you like? Are we just gonna try and pick someone who's not? already been involved in a Flash Gordon thing. Yeah, I could see George Lucas back in the day doing this, though, like a classic Star Wars thing. I mean, Star Wars is very Flash Gordon-y. It's like a natural progression of the sci-fi genre, so it makes sense, right? Yeah, so Star Wars is basically Hidden Fortress meets Flash Gordon. It's just a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's borderline a rip-off of the two of them. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like, it improves on both things. Instead of swords, they have lightsabers. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, it's definitely an improvement. Uh, Though maybe not not of Hidden Fortress. That could be really good. But anyway, it's definitely an improvement over uh, over Flash Gordon. I keep going to say Buck Rogers for some reason. Anyway... But yeah, I don't think George Lucas would want to do it now. No, no, no. Obviously now he wouldn't do that nowadays. But like, that's the sort of vibe. Like an Indiana Jones yeah. almost. Like, sort of <gasps> sort of deal. The Daniels who made everything everywhere all at once. Oh, yeah. They also made the uh, the Daniel Radcliffe is Dead Body movie. They made oh. that one. And then, then they made... Swiss Army Man? Yeah, they made Swiss Army the Man. The greatest movie of all time? And then, then they won all the Oscars with everything, everywhere, all at once. I feel like they would make something cheesy and dumb. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I want the, I'm fully on board. If they made Swiss Army Man, the greatest movie ever made, starring Daniel Radcliffe... Yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board. They could do something because it needs to be a little wacky. It needs to be wacky and everything all at once. It's like wacky. Bloody normies love that movie. So like, that's what we want for Flash Gordon. We want normies on board, right? The whole point of that is it was massively normie. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of. It was like a Rick and Morty episode. It was like tricks you into thinking it's kind of like weird and quirky, but it's just normie. (laughs) Well, that's it. It's weird and quirky, but it appeals to everyone. Yeah. So I think, yeah, they would be a good director. But who do you want to play Flash Gordon? Like, who? Like, Chris Pratt? No. Um, <laughs> Tom Hopper. Um, no. Um, <laughs> he could actually He could though. do it, yeah. But we've also d- done him twice in a row, Zach. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I really just brought him up because I Danny love- Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny devito as Emperor Ming, though. Oh, I was going to say James Corden as Emperor Ming. James Corden. Oh, God. Because, no. like, then we can get him cancelled for being racist. 
Big brain. Okay. Big brain. Okay. But how about we just let James Corden, you know, do regular James Corden thing and not be in our movie. Good point. And then cancel him for being racist, because he probably is. Uh, who's Flash Gordon? Who is Flash Gordon? We already did Chris Hemsworth last week, but he's perfect. He's perfect. Let's have a look. Yeah, like Chris Hemsworth would be a classic. Uh, Henry Cavill? Uh, he's not cheesy enough. He's he's I, not. I feel like he could. Yeah, I don't think... I I don't I don't see it. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. He's just kind of like that hunky vibe. I feel like he could do a good job. Yeah, he's a hunky vibe, but everything that I've seen him in, he's not charismatic enough to pull off this. I don't think. What about Chris Evans? Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He likes doing dumb comedies as well. Yeah, from teen teen movie, not another teen movie. Yeah, that's the kind of like he's got. He's very charismatic. He's very charismatic, but is he too old though? He's forty. Do we change Flash Gordon's origin story a little bit? Ah, uh, no. You can you can you can de-age him just a little bit. You can increase the age of a Flash. I think Chris Evans could work. I think Chris Evans is good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, the age thing, he he's he's in his forties, yes, which is a little older, but you could still have him as like the event. That's where they, he's more of like an Indiana Jones character rather than you know fresh out of college, you know, sort of guy. I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, like Chris Evans is. A, that's a fucking good choice. Uh, what about Ryan Reynolds? Mm, no, you would you would really have to lean into the c- comedy. If it was Ryan Reynolds, he would just be playing himself. And it's true. as much as I love Ryan Reynolds, I don't want Flash Gordon to just be Deadpool. Okay, that's fair. Crisp Pine, just in the Ooh. latest uh, D&D movie. He was, he was good in D&D. He was pretty charismatic. He's pretty hunky. He would mm. he would actually make a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Could go Robert Patterson. No, uh, <laughs> he's too... That wouldn't work. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Chris Evans. I think we could have a Chris Evans. I think Chris Evans is the get here for sure. Yeah, he, like Flash Gordon is the Captain America of that time, right? Like, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, he is just the cap, uh, Captain America. Like, yeah, I think I think that works. I think Chris Evans is good. Um, I kind of don't want to even put Ming in our version. Oh, you know who would be good as Ming? Who played um? Is it Scorp? No, not Scorpion. In the recent like Mortal Kombat, he was the best character in that. Oh, yeah, no, no Scorpion, Hiroyuki Sonata. Yeah. Oh, he's great. He was really good in the um, latest uh, John Wick movie as well. Oh yes, which you've seen. That's right. I I forgot you. Yeah, went and saw yeah, that. yeah. I've seen that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it feel like four hours? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's just mindless action. The story's kind of. Second place and weird and lame. Yeah, I got kind of burnt out with two, so I have not yeah. seen three and four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the first John Wick movie, you see John Wick. First one's great. First one's great. Dale Arden, the love interest. Oh. Chris Evans's love interest. My first thought, they were in Knives Out together, uh, is Anna Diarmas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd be pretty cool. But obviously we need to make her role a bit more important. Well, that's why I'm saying that we get someone who can fight. Yeah, yeah. My thoughts, uh, we do the dumb movie trope where we make the girl the engineer. Or, or actually, she could be the pilot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she could be the pilot for the airplane. And that's why they need her on the spaceship. 
Because Dr. Zarkov can build a ship, but he can't fly it. He can build a ship, but can't fly it. For sure, for sure, for sure. So that's why she's there, because she's the pilot. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of the Doctor, who do we get to play him? Keanu Reeves? This is just a weird John Wick knives out thing. <laughs> uh, no, no. Keanu Reeves, not, not who I want to play. Who's my strange but intelligent scientist? Mm. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. No. <laughs> He's just Iron Man. Yes. It's Iron Man and Captain America. You know what? We should set this in the fifties. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a sci-fi adventure, but it's set in the fifties, so everything looks like it's from the fifties as well. I think that could be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I had in my mind. Was it was sort of like a spoof of uh, yeah, like the old things. Oh <gasps> no, no, you, you know who plays Doctor Zarkov. Who plays Dr. Zarko? We, we got to get someone, someone from Everything Everywhere All at Once. We yeah. got to get the guy who played Short Round, who won the Oscar, oh. Kei Hui Kwan. And I don't know if you've seen Everything Everywhere All at Once, but in that he's very, like, kind of like scatterbrained mm. in one of mm. his roles. He's kind of like a scatterbrained guy. Um, yeah, the doctor, kind of scatterbrained, kind of silly. Mm. And I think he would be pretty spot on. He's that classic scientist genius where he's like kind of weird, bit of an idiot, doesn't understand what's going on, but is also a genius who can come up with devices that, you know, man can't even comprehend yet, you know. But who who should play Princess Aura? Oh, what about the um, the chick from uh, Shang-Chi? I mean, Aquafina. Well, she was also in Jumanji too, right? And she's in like Renfield and stuff. Yeah, Aqu- Aquafina. Yeah, she'd be cool. Um, it. She would be more comedic, I guess. Yeah, I don't really get like Princess Aura vibes from her in that she's trying to sabotage them. No, I get more like she's like a princess. You know, the sassy kind <laughs> of like rich yeah. princess. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, she's literally, like, a rich girl princess who's like, oh, hey, I want this hunky man, Mm. and then she can't get it. And then for the rest of the movie, she's like, "I, uh, Dad, I said I wanted this hunky man for my, you know, my man chamber. (laughs) Why can't I have him? And she's, like, following them around being like, I demanded this, and I always get what I want. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. That's funny. I could see her doing that. Oh, and then she can do a rap version of the Flash Gordon song by Queen for the end credits. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm imagining them in a karaoke room with <laughs> yeah. Flash Gordon yeah. and there and the princess is like, this is how we do it in space. Oh my god. This was, this is such a dumb remake, but also like, hell yeah. That is our remake and our episode on Flash Gordon. Uh, For a movie that was four hours long, I'm kind of surprised this episode isn't as long as our episode on Captain Blood. But anyway, that is uh, what happens when I only watch slightly over half a movie. Um, (laughs) That's the podcast, though. Thank you for listening. If you you like the show, uh, we love every single person, Asterix, who reviews us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The Asterix is if you give us a positive review. Whoa. Or just to review it all. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram at Oldie Buddy Goody Pod. We're on bloody Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash Oldie Buddy Goody Pod for bonus episodes. I'm trying to figure out when this episode's coming out 
and if there's a bonus episode for me to plug, but uh, it doesn't look like there is. But we got a big backlog. There's a lot of stuff you can check out. That's right. Just go, just go listen. We did all the Deuce Bigelow movies recently. We uh, oh, God, we wrapped up Friday the 13th a few weeks ago with the final chapter, the final Friday the 13th movie. Which is definitely the last Friday the 13th movie. We're doing Evil Dead 5 next week because it's out and we reviewed all the other ones. We may as well review the new one too. It's it's going to be a fun time. Uh, but uh, that's all up there. Links to everything in the episode description. Uh, Zach, before you get out of that Olympic runner's body, it's time for me to pick a movie. 1937. <gasps> Whoa. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? That's the first one that pops up. Yeah, the uh, first Disney. animated feature film from disney wow that's crazy that's pretty good that's a film i've seen before <laughs> i mean yeah 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 obviously but like that's kind of crazy to think about that that was 1937 that that came out just going into the theater and seeing that art style for the first time it's yeah just, like ooh. an animated film you know like the effort that went into that production with like having to hand paint every single frame that's definitely a good one. Uh, what else came out that year? Oh, A Star is Born, later remade with Bradley Cooper and uh, Lady Gaga. It <laughs> is not my sort of movie. Uh, bad film. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> what about uh, The Last Train for Madrid? Oh, yeah. It's about a newsman and a beauty and a fugitive are amongst those escaping by train from the Spanish Civil War. Oh, here's another one I've seen before. The film Heidi uh, by Shirley Temple, where I think she's an orphan <laughs> and uh, does orphan stuff. She sings and uh, she's a little girl who's cute and everyone's like, aw. Nice. Uh, pretty good film. I remember watching that one when I was a kid. Ooh, A Day at the Races. But Sandro. Yes. We've been beating around the bush. What, what movie have you already picked before we even did this little segment? Well, Zach, the movie <laughs> that I've already picked is a fun one. The movie that I'm picking, uh, it's by a director that we've already seen a film of, and we <laughs> will probably see a film of his again, because uh, it's the guy who did Treasure Island and also The Wizard of Oz. But it's a movie that I've got a very, very vivid memory watching when I was a very young kid. Whoa, you've seen it? I've seen it before. Wait, this isn't this is the Snow White movie. No, I'm not picking Snow White. Oh, okay, okay, uh, It's okay. too popular, everyone knows it. I want to pick something that not many people have seen. I want to pick something that you, that I think that you would really enjoy based off Treasure Island. Uh, it's a movie called Captain's Courageous. Captain's Courageous? One of my favourite sort of movies, which is a guy goes on boat to become better person sort of movies. I love that genre. Hornblower, Whoa. Captain's Courageous, and other movies. Yes, this, this looks very interesting. Another sea-vention, piratey, well, not actually piratey, but just sort of sea-themed sort of movie. This looks... Interesting. I have not seen it since I was, I think I was younger than 10. I think I was maybe eight watching this with my dad. Uh, and something happened while I was watching this during a very particular scene. Uh, and I will never forget it. A tennis ball went through my window at a very particular scene in this movie and made a loud crash. <laughs> and I, I just remember that very well. Um, it's a fun film. I think it's like this like rich kid. Like he accidentally ends up on a 
fishing boat? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's an all-around fun time. Yeah, 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 yeah. This looks very cool. This looks very interesting. I'm excited to watch this, because this is a bit different from our usual go-to, so... Yes. Well, that, that's it. Like, you picked Flash Gordon, which was a bit of a out-of-left-field choice. Yeah. Only because I really wanted to see what this Flash Gordon stuff was about. And I'm glad I did. Yeah, no, definitely. All right, next week, I'm doing it Captain's Courageous. Uh, we would probably get better views with Snow White, but we're doing Captain's Courageous. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, and we'll wrap it up there. Um, I guess you've got a yeet out of that body. I'm going to open up the portal now ahead of time. Let me just get that open here in this oh, that's good. painter's right. house. This generic painter that has nothing to do with any historical figures no. that lived around this time. Random painter's house. made paintings. Yes. Although it is interesting that there's no meat anywhere in this house. It's like they were like a vegetarian. Yes. It is very odd, isn't it? And there's lots of pieces of paper with writing on them, almost like a script for a speech. I'm going to burn this house down, actually. (laughs) That's a good idea. Good idea, just in case. Just in case. It could be anyone's house, obviously. We have no... No indication of whose house it could be, but <laughs> just know. in case, we you know, on the way out, we yeah. just we I'm just, just gonna burn, yeah, it. burn this house. There. That's yeah, right. That's yeah, yeah. right. Because it, it could be yeah, anyway. It doesn't doesn't matter. It could be anyone's house. That's right. I won't kill him as a baby, but I'll burn his house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck him. All right. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, gross! Disgusting! Yuck! Uh, did I break into a house? No. I'm gonna leave before I get arrested. Cool. I go back to the Olympic Games, sir. Yep, I will. You know what? I'm going to make some more records before... What? Did you say World War II was going to happen? Yep. I'm going to prepare for that ahead of time. Yeah, no, good. I'd say go to go to America, because they're not going to get involved until uh, something involving an actor called Ben Affleck. I, it's all complicated. They won't get involved for a while, so just go over to America. You should be fine. Oh, wait, weren't you born in America? Uh, yep, Orleans. Nah, right, just go home then, I guess. All right, I'll go home. See you later. I'll become a fighter pilot, probably. Really? I don't know that yet, but that's what I'm going to do, yep. You become a fighter pilot? I mean, you're thinking of becoming a fighter? You are kind of incredible, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was kind of, <laughs> kind of great. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just going to drop a match. Oh, no, how'd that get there? Oh, no, the whole house is on fire. I'm going to walk through this portal. Oh, look out, that orphan stuck in the fire. Wow! Yeah, all right, you can come with me, that's fine. I'm trying to think of a punchline. Oh, no, look, it's Hitler! He's coming <laughs> through the door! Oh, no, and you've set his house on fire! Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, he's not played by Taika Waititi at all! What is this? What is going on?